0: This is Greg Smallwood, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast. This is episode 120, and you are with a couple of your High Priests of Conchu here for our latest episode. I am one of them, and I go by the Monica Ray, <laughs> and uh, with me is uh, the other High priest of Conchu, Connor. How are you, Connor?
0: Hello, it's me. I am good. It is back to be in the seat. Some hot doggity stuff has been happening. I think this is our first episode together in a in a bit of a minute. Yeah, it's been a while, Connor, and um again, like
1: a huge thank you for, for yourself and Rebecca. Um I had a lot of fun listening to episode 118. That was um that was pretty cool.
0: Uh, great to have an Isla Ra there as well of community stepping in for us. Oh Got yeah. Me some
1: quality content. Oh yeah, no big big shout out to, to John John Harrison. I called him Doc.
0: Twenty one gigawatts
1: because <laughs> um, he is a doctor uh, uh he is a you know really? uh, not not a medical doctor but you know um through uh academia so uh yeah, why not phd yeah yeah so you know uh, that was really fun Isla Ra, by the way um john john it was a pleasure to talk to you uh, you know we could have yaked for ages but um yeah didn't want to didn't want to hold him up anyway connor we are here loonie's thank you for joining us uh, it's great to have um, the High Priest of Conshu together um, after a stint away, and we have got a few things for you tonight. Uh, first off, Connor, we're going to kick off with some huge news, which we'll discuss. Big one. Mm. This and, dropped this oh, t- morning? Uh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was like this morning or yesterday or something. Yesterday, yeah. Um, and also, we have a first. Actually, this is a lunar pick. Review. It's a current comic, um, but it is done, created, written by one of our very own loonies. So we're going to review and discuss uh, a comic book created by one of our own community. So that's going to be heaps of fun as well, Connor.
0: Sure is, as well as some uh, big contagion talk Mm -hmm. hot off the presses. I've wrapped up. This week or last week or one of the weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah it was real quick fire, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that as well. I mean, Moon Knight does make an appearance there, so that will feature in our a um, Night Watch segment. But um, let's get let's get cracking, kind of, before we, you know, to kick things off on this show, the big big news we, we received from um, from Disney Plus.
0: Ah, so yes, that's where this comes from This is our big head writer showrunner announcement for our Moon Knight show Something I was uh, not expecting to hear about for quite some time But uh, Jeremy Slater, uh, most recently from the Umbrella Academy TV show Which was a massive hit, has joined on Yeah, this is To to shine the light of Conshu's yeah. holy domain uh,
1: Exactly like you, of. This kind of came out of nowhere for me I wasn't expecting it thinking it's way too early in the piece. I mean, then again, if they're getting into pre-production, I guess they'd start to be looking at it. Um, Yes, so Jeremy Slater, as you say, Umbrella Academy. He's also got Under His Belt uh, another Netflix series, The Exorcist, which apparently is quite decent. Have you seen that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I was really surprised by that one. I thought that was going to be rubbish, but that is absolutely a good time. I think it was on Amazon Video, It's where I watched it. Oh, okay,
1: Amazon. Is it? Okay. Right. Oh, I've got to check it out. I had no idea it existed to be honest. Um so uh that sounds interesting and it seems to be getting good stuff. Umbrella Academy. I actually I still haven't finished the season, but I've watched about half of it and I really do enjoy it. Um your thoughts Connor on on that show?
0: Yeah, huge. I um this year has kind of been a a crazy one for comic book television it and doom patrol kind of proving we're really we've really escaped the kind of generic trappings and we've got some amazing creatives i really i really love that show incredible cast as well so when i heard the news it was absolutely nothing but complete attachment i was like yeah Come on, let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've been mightily impressed with it as well. I've got no knowledge of the comic book series, um, but it has proved to be quite interesting. Um, You know, Ellen Page as well, great actor, as well as as the rest of the ensemble cast. Very good. Um, Also as well, though, you know, there are always two sides of the coin, Connor, and... um, we know Jeremy Slater has been linked to a few other things as well. So um, writing credentials for the 2015... Um, oh, sorry, that's not Death Note. Uh, Death Note in 2017. Um, my prompt sheet here, I have actually just doubled up. Uh, there was another I about
0: that. I was like, was there a Death Note movie <laughs> No.
1: There was another... Um, damn it. It was on uh, IMDb. I think it was something about Lucifer. Um, another... Uh... Uh, let me just pull it up here, loonies. Just bear with me, very quickly. The Lazarus effect. That's it. That is it. Oh man, your your NBN is a lot quicker than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lazarus pro- um was it project? Did you say
0: uh, effect? Effect.
1: Yeah. Um, again, I haven't heard. Have you heard of either of these, Connor? Uh,
0: I know the Death Note one. I did. I, I watched that. Um, what, never what? heard of this Lazarus effect.
1: Okay. What were your thoughts on Death Note?
0: I think it kind of falls under the same path as a as the Fantastic Four film. You nice. know, you, um, mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I enjoyed Death Note a lot more. It was kind of a really dumb, stupid ride that I enjoyed the hell out of, but probably not for all the reasons I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think this one's always sort of complicated. I don't want to, you know, jump immediately to the defense of someone we don't really have that much connection with but when I think about sure. Umbrella Academy and what happened behind the scenes with both of those movies, I think he was just more of a cog in the machine with those ones. You know, by the end of those production committees, Fox had just churned out whatever yeah. committee approved thing they could. So I mean yeah. I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a definitely thing to consider, but I think when I entirely base this on kind of the creative freedom he was left with Umbrella Academy then perhaps the trappings of Fantastic Four. Not that I would uh, ever turn away anyone who had doubts at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was the big thing. That seems to have caused uh, a few ripples with some of the loonies with his connection... Jeremy Slater with the Fantastic Four movie, 2015. Um, but as you say, look, after the suits got hold of it, apparently as well, I mean, uh, one of our loonies and our good friends of the show, um, I believe it was Derek from TV Podcast Industries, he was saying that um, apparently the, the original script... or well, actually, it might have been Noel. I should have said that. Noel... Um, uh, the original script was actually quite decent before the studio got their, got their claws into it. So, um... Yeah, so maybe a little unfair to um, associate, I guess, the final product of the Fantastic Four with Jeremy Slater or not. Um, yeah, but I'm quite excited by uh, by him jumping on board uh, purely on the Umbrella Academy um, credentials that he's made for himself, um, and from what I've heard from The Exorcist, so um, he's got a bit of you know he's got a bit of a horror element there as well, which is it served well for Mooney. Um, and as well. Yeah, actually,
0: yeah, yeah. I never considered that.
1: Mm. So he's got that, but plus also the Umbrella Academy, just your, um, I don't want to call him your conventional comic book thing, but, um, you know, action, um, some drama in there. So he, he can, you know, he seems to write well for that. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that's a big news. Uh, incidentally, also, as well, Connor, um, so Jeremy Slater started tweeting because uh, apparently the cat was out of the bag, you know, the big announcement. And uh, he he did tweet that he can't give anything away with regards to um, to casting or um, or stories or anything like that. But I wonder if they well and truly have you know you know progressed with casting. Um, I'm not sure about your, your background with uh, with the film industry, Connor. But do you think if they've got the the showrunner, would they be looking at casting at this stage, or would they have cast? No,
0: I, th- yeah, I guess they'd be in the process of casting. I guess. Okay, I so, say so. Not like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel like. It would, oh, I was about to say that this industry is so leaky. Mm. You think we would have heard about it by now? But there are still some well kept secrets.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering how it works. Like, the, he's a showrunner, so does he have a say in the cast as well, or, or, you know, does, does the showrunner? Because remember with Daredevil. I can't well, I can't remember too well with like Charlie Cox's name came out pretty early, right? Um and I'm pretty sure I can't remember I would have thought um Stephen S Denight he got announced a bit later. I don't know, maybe it works both ways, I don't know. No?
0: Yeah. I got a minute. I got I got no idea. Yeah, I got
1: no yeah, we're both shooting blind here. I don't, I don't but know.
0: um but there's definitely a lot of stuff happening. Like, I know we've heard we got the showrunner for She Hulk as well. Mm, yes. Uh, they've started mm. production on the Winter Soldier and yeah. Falcon TV show. So I feel like we'll definitely hear more because whatever's happening over there is now happening fast. Everyone's yes. just full gears ahead for the big release next year, I guess. Everything starts. Yeah. Um, and, and a little bit of fun.
1: Um... A little bit of a fun thing to do, Connor. Just before we started recording, I jumped into the loony bin and I was chatting to some of the loonies there. We're all speculating as to um, who do you think Moon Knight in a TV show, who do you think he'll run into first? Like other references to the other TV shows or the films or the
0: characters. Do you reckon there'll be any ties there? I could... Yeah, I don't know. It totally depends what direction they go. Yeah, with. that's totally exactly what I a, said. <laughs> a Ghost Rider or a Blade, maybe? Cause yes. I, I oh. That'd be kind of cool. Yep, um, that's exactly... That's just more of a wish list, I'll admit. <laughs> Sorry? That's just more of a wish list than anything concrete, I guess. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's all
1: purely speculation, and that's exactly kind of what I said. I, I um, I actually I think there might be a reference or an easter egg to Blade, I reckon. Yeah. Um, ...with Moon Knight are going to be really cool. If they, you know, if they do down the line... Um, ...head towards Midnight Suns or anything like that... ...because uh, that is p- possible, I mean, seriously... ...if you got Moon Knight now on a TV show... Um, ...and Ghost Rider floating around... ...it could definitely be be the case. Uh, the other thing I thought maybe would be... ...I threw out maybe... Uh, ...like the US Agent or, or Hawkeye... Um, I was thinking maybe they might retcon Moon Knight a little and have him, instead of being ex-CIA, he could be ex-SHIELD um, before turning into mercenary. Um,
0: oh, I did see these wheels turning just before. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know, that kind of makes sense to me. So there, there might be a, there could be a link there between um, the Winter Soldier Falcon show. I don't know. I mean, because this is Marvel, isn't it? Everything they like to say is connected. So... You'd, you'd be tending to get some sort of reference here and there but it would just be interesting to see who or what is referenced in the Moon Knight TV show um yeah I guess we'll again we'll just have to wait and see
0: but I guess not too long is, no. is the good news by the sounds of this I
1: know it's all think uh, before we know it, it's going to be here Connor and then we're going to actually be reviewing these things it's going to be fantastic um but Right. Well, so that was a big news, loonies. Um, now, without, you know, generally we do kind of a little bit of an idle chat between ourselves. Um, what we, what I had thought would do, but I think we'll put a pin in it. We'll hold it um, for this instance. We were going to have a look at the uh, the ten things you should know about about Moon Knight, which Rebecca and Connor had thrown out to the loonies out there. Asking uh, what their lists would be, uh, and now since we don't have Rebecca here with us, uh, look, we're just gonna um, we're gonna hold this at the moment until all three of us can can make it onto the show, uh, and then we're gonna dive into um, you know our thoughts on the list as well as uh, what we got from the Loonies. But thank you so much to everyone that has um, that has submitted. You know, their their ten uh, things you should know about Moon Knight. I, I've compiled a, compiled it all into a list. A a file Uh, It's in the Facebook group So you can check it out If you want But um, yeah Like I said The three of us Will discuss it Once we're all here Um, Have you been thinking About uh, your 10 Connor? I'm sure you have
0: Oh yeah (laughs) Rebecca and I I think have gone uh, We're trying to go on As obscure as we can go (laughs) Digging deep Apologies for not Getting that out sooner It has been a a Busy couple of weeks For all of us I think we've all been Different levels of Travelling and Yeah for sure Work Absolutely uh, if it's any, if your
1: moon rating system is any indication, Connor, um, I, I cannot wait for your your <laughs> ten. Um, for God, notebooks. I
0: did that in the dead of night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's now become staple, so we might even use it for our review t- tonight. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so thanks again, Loonies, for that. We will, uh, we will return to that. So bear with us. We do have actually a, a fair few things to get through this this show. So um, that is fortuitous. Um, so we're just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm scrolling down here. Um, oh, actually, well, Connor, just quickly and then. Um, we always usually ask about it in our idle chat. Um, anything that you've been reading or recommending lately?
0: Yeah, actually, there's been a there's there's been some good happenings. I've I've been a I'm a, I'm slowly clearing back uh, back through them about. I've finally caught up to last week's comics, but I have read some absolutely good stuff. Most importantly, Hellblazer is back. Ooh. John Constantine hasn't been this good since maybe the early 2000s. Really? This, uh, Sandman Presents Hellblazer 1 is absolute just return to form. Cy Speria gets it. Uh, Artis Marcio Tanaka. I'll look that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, just killing it. If you've never read Hellblazer or you love that character uh, to death, this issue is a perfect re-entry.
1: Fantastic. I mean, Sosebery is a very. I haven't. He's a very good writer. I have not um, read much of his stuff lately. Is he doing mainly DC stuff, or? He's kind
0: of been all over the place. Okay. He, he went, uh, I think he went independent for a while. Kind of did a couple of cool series at Boom. Okay, okay. Then, uh,
1: yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, yeah, no. Hellblazer sounds. I mean, I've seen a lot of people actually selling Hellblazer trade, so they must be trying to cash in on the, um, on the, you know, um, the interest on the hype. Yeah, on <laughs> the hype as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. That's nice. Um, similar to you, I have only just been catching up. I think I'm still maybe two weeks behind. But um, look, I've um, just been enjoying. Look, one of the things I'll say um, The Killers uh, on the Valiant Comics front. uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Um, Is it B. Claymore? Clay B. More? B. Claymore? that that dude uh, the writing it, it's only a five issue limited series um, but it involves so if you're familiar with the valiant universe there's ninja or ninja K uh, these are um, the story of the killers is based on the, some of the previous ninja ninja e ninja I um, I think ninja G there's five of them anyway and it's um yeah very very interesting indeed it's it's um, nearly finished there's only one more issue to go um, so that's um something to definitely look forward to. And uh look I just wanted to I just wanted to brag here there, Connor as well. I, I managed to procure a uh the Namor Submariner Omnibus. I, I got that just recently which covers you about like
0: f- Silver Age?
1: No, it covers the Burn, the John Burn run. Um
0: Oh Yeah.
1: Okay. So about uh, forty five issues, um in one big chunky uh, you know, mother-loving book, <laughs> uh, really fun stuff. Um, so I've read, I mean, I've I've read the whole series ages ago. Um, more recently, I've read, again, just the first 12, I think, because there were two paperback trades. Um, so looking forward to, to diving into the rest of those issues as well, but highly recommended. That's out, just released, I think. So, um, yeah, check your local comic book stores for that. Right, anyway, um, before loonies, we are going to uh, get into our Moon Knight-centric or looney centric reviews. Uh, one final thing, we've got a bit of a spectacle happening here. Um, so, some of you may or may not know that, that Connor and I, um, we aren't just bound to our beloved Temple of Khonshu. Um, You know, you might find us elsewhere. And, um, uh, Connor, maybe you can kick us off. Where else can uh, other people find you at the moment?
0: Yeah, so uh, me and another Sydney-based person, because, I don't know, all the good people seem to be stuck in Sydney, I uh, saw a podcast called The Wine Mums Podcast. No wine or mums, it was just a dumb good name we found. It is, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, it is very loose compared to this, absolutely just two people on a mic spitballing about stuff they've consumed, but uh, sort of... Yeah, we still open that up to talk some, just, yeah, everything we've been enjoying, some wider topics, uh, just everything out in pop culture right now, so if you want to stop by there, maybe see everything else I get up to when I'm not loony-bound, and we hope to get Ray on there sometime in the future as well, so that's uh, Wine Mumps.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be absolutely chuffed to to go on there, Connor, and, and it's a fantastic show, and loonies, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out, because, I mean, we know, you know, the loonies in our community as well, obviously not just Moon Knight, um... Fanatical, uh, um, the loonies that we've come across, Connor, they they do love a diverse range of things. So, um, you guys, you and Denim, you cover um, a, a wide variety of stuff. So, I'm sure there's plenty there that loonies will find um, interesting and entertaining, indeed. Uh, also, your, your your logo, Connor, is really cool. Who um who came up with that? That's a it was a really funky. I had a look at it. Um, quite nice graphics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was the uh, beauty of Fiverr. I totally forget who did it for us. Oh, uh... okay.
1: Wow, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, well, anyway, check it out. It will be in the show notes. Wine, mums. I I believe uh, it was on the social media, of a new episode just about to drop. Or has it dropped?
0: Yeah, it'll be probably the day after this one goes live. Oh, so fantastic! Do you maybe get some back to back. Maybe have a oh, new sons of Krypton coming
1: out? So? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's just come out. So, um, yeah. Ooh, um, there you go. So, loonies, you got a lot to line up in your podcast catcher. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, as mentioned, they kind of mentioned um, I do co-host another thing, The Last Sons of Krypton. It's a Superman podcast episode thirty. Uh, I've been away there for a couple of weeks as well. Uh, it's my first episode back there. Uh, that's been released. We and another Connor, the other Connor, uh, Bizarro Connor. Um, he he and I uh, we look at the um, part three or issue three of the Superman Year One by Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And the whole series was interesting, but in particular, the ending was. Yeah, very interesting. So if you want to get our thoughts, uh, or if you're a big Superman fan, go check it out. Uh, just a couple other things, please bear with me. Um, also, Sons of the Dragon, speaking of Bizarro Connor, he has another podcast. It's an Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and I actually I managed to guest on that as well. So that's already out. Uh, it's been out for just less than a week. And it is uh, lovely.
0: Rebecca is on that quite a bit as well.
1: Rebecca is uh, yes. Rebecca is um, one of the the main hosts there. Uh, she wasn't able to make it for that episode, um, but yes, yeah, So Connor and I have a look at Contagion what we're doing now, actually, um, but issues four and five, um, we go go through that. I was brought on there because of the, the Moon Knight kind of fandom, um, and so we discuss that there. So if you want to get even more talk about Contagion, um, go check out an Immortal Iron Fist podcast there, um, hosted by Connor, Rebecca, and Carl. Um, fantastic um podcast that uh and finally as well i do make another round in the quantum zone so this is part of capes and Lunatic sidekicks it is a quasar podcast yet believe me there is one out there and it is fantastic it's one of my one of my favorite something
0: for everyone
1: exactly there's there's a little a little something for everyone it's, it's one of my favorite podcasts at the moment the, those guys are will um Phil and Matt uh, absolute um genuine hilarious guys. Uh, always fun to chat with them and uh they're doing a huge review of Operation Galactic Storm. So um we're looking at part 6 which is, I believe is the Thor issue. Um so I had a lot of fun on there. That's just dropped as well. So uh plenty of stuff to go around Looney, so um you know unless you are a die hard Moon Knight fan and that is all you ever collect and read uh, why not check out the other things, um, and they're all in our show notes for uh, for your listening pleasure. All right, Connor. Well, how about we go for a quick break, and when we go uh, when we come right back, <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll look at um, first contagion, but we also have a um, we'll reveal it uh, soon. The uh, the Looney comic up for review. Huge. Roddy.
0: Catch you soon. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us, that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. We Are Venomaniacs is the Venom official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? That is The Collective, and welcome back to Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast. We're kicking it off with our night watch, where we cover all the latest or oldest issues featuring our favorite white caped man. Uh, This latest uh, Nightwatch uh, will be starting off with uh, the most recent Moon Knight appearances in the weekly October event Contagion, uh, Contagion issues 4 and 5, where Moon Knight became a uh, quite large player, you'd say? Mm. A big player?
1: Yeah. He he came out of nowhere. For better or worse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts, Connor, because... Um, I've I've voiced my opinions on the Iron Fist podcast, um, and um, I'll uh, reiterate some of it here as well. We're just, we're just going to briefly, loonies, we're just going to briefly talk about this as a whole because, uh, look, Moon Knight, it's not a Moon Knight title. Uh, he does guest in it. Um, fortunately, he guests quite a lot in issues four and five. Um, one day we might. Get into the um, nitty gritty of each of these issues, but um, we're just doing an overview for this one. So um, before we uh, before we get into it, um, so the creator is obviously mainly written by Ed Brisson, um, and you had a slew of artists ra- ranging from Rose Antonio, Stephen Segovia, Mac Chater, Damien Cachero, and Adam Gorum. So Gorum. So I believe Cachero did issues four, and Gorum did issue five. Uh Segovia and Chayda did issue three and then I believe Segovia did issues um two by himself and uh and I think Antonio did one. So uh yeah, so a lot of different art there. Now Connor, I am keen as mustard. What did you think of Moon Knight's appearance in this? Uh
0: I would say perfectly middling probably not too bad not like uh I don't think there is any um fluster with the whole damnation situation where mm-hmm. I think that was quite a quite a controversial uh adaptation representation of him I think moon knight um he has some really cool moments he does some cool things but he definitely felt more like a piece on a chessboard than the full embodied character we kind of know and love
1: that's a that's actually a very good way of putting it and that that really does summarise my thoughts as well uh, with him. Um, probably a little bit more diplomatically uh, than Connor. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, oh, actually, I, I jumped ahead. Like The quick summary, um, Connor, If in a nutshell, the whole series, if you could describe, if someone says, what is Contagion about? Um, could you give us a, um, a roundabout uh, summary of it?
0: So a green alien parasitic life forms attached itself to a human host that is quickly spreading throughout New York City. Mm-hmm. And what's worse, when a contagion can take control of its host than when it takes control of the powerful heroes of New York City. So it comes down to the street level, trying not to involve the cosmically God-powered members of the Avengers mm-hmm. to try and figure out before it leaves Nancy Street and the surrounding areas to take over the world. So... Kind of Ben Grimm, Jessica Jones, kind of the defenders you know and love, yep. kind of all taking stage here.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, and Moon Knight finds his way in there later in the piece. Um, he comes up with a, a plan to to defeat this monstrosity, uh, which is basically just to go inside um, and to to kind of defeat the the beast from within, so to speak. Um, And anyway, he does that, and and the beast, you know, is destroyed and contained by the Fantastic Four. End of story. Nice little wrapped up five issue series uh, in time for Halloween. Now, Connor, a couple of issues here, like you mentioned, uh, not as controversial as Damnation. I, I found myself uh, a little bit frustrated with this. Get purely from the Moon Knight point of view. Again, um, I found his voicing um not true to what I believe Moon Knight can, can sound like. I mean, he's he's a driven and broody and dark character, but even if you um, compare him to the Beamers run, he's not as quippy, and in the Contagion run, he reminded me a bit too much of, um, of Spider-Man, if you know what I mean, uh, the way he was talking. Um yeah, he just didn't sound like um, the character that we we know or that I th- I thought I'd know. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I didn't... Um, yeah, I think the word I'd use to describe it is plain. Mm. There's none of that either incredibly schizophrenic or wild personality we've seen in the Bemis or the... Uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. the... um. Houston run, there's none of that great dark humour of, say, a a Mensch or a Mark Spector Mm. run. There's none of that uh, sort of deep introspection of, you know, a Lemire run, Mm -hmm. an Ellis run. I think that entirely comes down to what I mean by a piece on the checkerboard, because I think it it really came down to just kind of... He was sort of the sword of the team. They needed a way to defeat the Contagion, and Moon Knight having several personalities was the perfect kind of... He was the perfect key to fit in the door to unlock it. And I think... A lot of the other heroes in the story, because, I mean, I enjoyed this story for what it was. I think mm. Brisson is a fantastic voice for a whole bunch of these characters. Yeah. And, you know, he gets Ben really well, and yes. uh, the Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones, and I feel like this series was written with them in mind, mm-hmm. but just by the end, Moon Knight needed to just fit in there, and I don't think yeah. the time was given. Which, you know, might be fair, you know, those attributes attributes words that I brought up before can be quite complicated to fit into a short series, which is kind of always the problem, yeah. but at the same time, it's such a wonderful pull to pull from that when it isn't there, that absence is noted, yeah. no matter how sort of fun the run can be. Yeah, I mean, I think you've said it very well,
1: indeed. It, it There was a plainness to it, as you say, and, and um, but you're right. I mean, there's not enough time. They, they wanted to wrap up into five... I'm wondering if they pushed it to six issues, whether maybe things would have been fleshed out. Um, uh, The thing that kind of disappointed me, and I am a huge Ed Brisson fan, and I I think maybe I, I set a high standard for him because... Uh, as you said, he he writes Ben Grimm really well. He's done an Iron Fist series, which I totally oh, loved very well. Um, he knows he's a true fan of Ghost Rider, and his series on Ghost Rider right now is very good. You can see the love and attention yes. he gives to these characters by referencing past material, by actually knowing how they should act. The way he handles Moon Knight to me just feels like he doesn't know this character at all and he he hasn't invested some time in you know trying to understand him a bit more but again all this is weighed up with exactly what you say there's not enough time um, and he also he's Knight is in the series just to to serve a particular purpose you know he's just this one player that comes in at the which to me baffles me you know because the whole thing as i discussed with the other connor it, it's all based on iron fist mythology right uh, the um the the spores and the contagion is based off the hyalithory which are the tree species in in Kunlun. so it's all iron fist centric so that was good as well i mean so ed brisson is bringing that kind of fandom in that kind of law in but then he uses moon knight and it's just like oh moon knight's got multiple identities okay yeah, why don't we pit him against something that has multiple identities? You know, it reminded me a lot of The Collective in the Bemis run. You know, um, how yeah, many that goes was. in? Yeah, so it actually, for me, it tread a lot of, um, you know, um, what's the saying? It tread a lot of... Uh, Ground that we've already covered yeah. in Midnight, and as as fantastic as some of the art seemed and the colours in that in issues four and five, when he actually goes, it
0: was good to see Adam Gorham again. It's been a while. Yeah, he, he
1: was good. Well, he's a lot better than issue four's uh, Cachero. I'm yeah. sorry, that was a real dip in quality. And apologies again to Mister Um It's just it's just not my style, not my thing. Um, I'd come across with his stuff as well in X Force, which Ed Brisson again had written very well, I believe. Um, Brisson carried that title. The art kind of lagged a bit, um, and unfortunately, that was Cachero again. Um, so anyway, yeah. So as much as you know, the fantastic kind of psychedelic psychedelic imagery came in issues four and five i was looking at going oh i've kind of seen this already with moon knight he's kind of done this already you know and it just seemed like and better know, i think and better kind of- oh absolutely paul davidson fantastic artwork um in the in the beamers run so yeah i mean that's my that's my vomit connor <laughs> <It's> my, <laughs> That's my uh, you know vent all on that as well um I guess the question that the other kind of asks is, well, kinda, is this a trade-worthy series? Would you consider buying a, a trade of this?
0: Oh, I mean, maybe a Marvel Unlimited. I think it's definitely worth a read. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think we've kind of hit that you don't you don't go on expecting Moon Knight, and maybe yeah. it's not as good as much as I enjoyed Damnation. But it certainly was a good time, and I think outside of Moon Knight, Brisson really did get a lot of these other characters oh, he right. Does. I think if you're an Iron Fist fan... It was good to see Pei. Yes, oh, Pei's awesome. Yeah, I and I love her. She, it's good that she actually... Senior Magico as well. Senior Magico
1: from the uh, David F. Walker, Power Man and Iron Fist run. There are some really good characters here. And again, maybe this is the, um, the danger of populating the story with too many characters yeah. that you can't... So imagine if you're a Senior Magico fan or a, a White Tiger fan or a Punisher fan. It's like, you'd be going in and going, cool, Punisher's in this. And it's like, oh... <laughs> This is really kind of he's just thrown away, and, and that's kind of how I felt with Moon Knight anyway. So, um, albeit yeah, that he, this isn't, yeah. oh. sorry,
0: oh yeah, yeah, this isn't this isn't you know Britain at his highest or anything. Mm. This was just a Marvel wanted a fun event for the the Halloween holidays, and this kind of came about. And it's it, it's fun, it's simple, it's popcorny, and that's really yeah, true kind of. Hit.
1: Yeah, I oh, look I would maybe consider um buying the trade if like Segovia um drew the whole thing. I think that would have been fantastic. Segovia at or, or Roj Antonio. I mean those first two issues were just were brilliant art-wise, art I'd say. So, um yeah, so there you go, loonies. um oh, anything else you'd
0: like just to, to uh to add? To this, Connor. I think we cover that pretty well, actually. Yeah, uh, obviously a nice companion piece at Iron Fist podcast. Yeah, Mm. and
1: and exactly, I think as you say as well. um, There's no, um, uh, there's no um, ongoing effects for for Moon Knight in this. It's pretty self contained. I don't think there'll be any references to this event. You know. In in a future Moon Knight title or anything like that, it's a, uh, um, yeah, that was sorry. Just one final thing as well, Gun. I just wanted to say that was another thing. So Moon Knight having the multiple identities, saying I'm the I'm your man. I know how to deal with it. Um, to me, I thought that was wasn't really thought out well. Um, it didn't show, you know, why he was the best person suited to to go in. Um, into the mind, uh, he didn't seem to do anything. And if he did, I think it would have been great to have seen either Jake Lockley or Stephen Grant or Mark Spector.
0: Yeah, you know? once again, because yeah. it's all
1: Moon Knight that you see there, and Moon Knight's only one of the identities of, of you know Mark Spector and his D.I.D. So yeah, so again, some things kind of fall away. Um, I mean, but anyway, as you say, kind of popcorn stuff. So um, I guess you just take it for a fun ride of what it is okay loonies Um, we're going to look at our lunapic review now and this is a first for the show we are going to review a comic created by one of our very own loonies so a big shout out to Corey Hardiman he's uh, one of our loonies uh, as you know been here from I think nearly the get go as well yeah,
0: um, I was I was looking through emails and I think I found a comment from him like episode eight, yeah, wow. eighteen or something like that. So real, wow. Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> yeah, thank all you. these years.
1: Exactly. Thank you so much, Corey. Um, it's brilliant to to have you as a listener as well, and uh, it's an absolute honour to to be able to check out your um, your comic. Now, Corey um, approached the high priest saying that he has released an independent comic through Indie Planet. It's called Sister Mercy. Issue 1 has just dropped um, and it's available, again we'll put all the links in the show notes, it's available on IndiePlanet as a print-on-demand or a digital copy, um, I'm not too well versed in this kind of print-on-demand, is that, do you just print it out? Or, or is this a hard copy? Uh, it
0: means uh, it, you can't buy it in store, but when ah. you purchase it, they will print it for Ooh. you and send it to you. But it's not like there's just copies oh, waiting for me okay. to leave you bought.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, well, yeah, so it, it's available as a singles um, exclusive if you, if you uh, request it or as a digital copy. Copy, um, So yeah, Indie Planet website, it's on the show notes there. Now Connor, um, we're going to treat this you know a little bit uh, with a little bit more uh, attention than um, our usuals where we have slivers and stuff. I've written up a bare bones for this um, and Connor, maybe if you can read out the credentials for Sister Mercy number one
0: Sister Mercy number one from the Indie Planet website was written by our man Corey Hardiman, art by Ricardo Silva and colors by Lancelot. Core Catan Core i mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Core yeah. Lancelot Core Catan Yeah
1: brilliant um, And the bare bones Or the synopsis Is as follows Sister Mercy awakes to another day In a post-apocalyptic world A world full of broken machines And violent weather Accompanied by a voice in her head Which could well be that of the almighty Mercy lives with Mother Superior trying to survive and get through day by day with what little they have. Along with an approaching sandstorm, a gang of ruffians appear, all decked out in metal spikes, mohawks and armoured vehicles. They appear to be part of a greater syndicate headed by the Black Pope, and one of the bishops emerges from the vehicle in search of mercy. Wanting to protect her young friend, Mother Superior rushes out, hoping to create a diversion is either divine intervention or mortal circumstance which causes the tank to misfire and destroy the shelter in which Mercy inhabits, thrusting her skyward and even more scantily clad. The rogue in the tank, for fear of punishment from the accidental misfire, jumps out and flees under a hail of bullets from the bishop. Mother Superior is taken away by the gang for questioning uh, and to meet the enigmatic Black Pope. Elsewhere, the escaped rogue stumbles onto the body of Sister Mercy and his lust gets the better of him. Fortunately, Mercy catches him before anything dastardly can take place and in a bout of violence she dispatches with him, introducing her spear to the back of his head. Fully attuned to her senses, Mercy then strides forward to find Mother Superior and to exact vengeance upon those who have disrupted their peaceful existence. Yeah, well, that was um, that was the summary or the synopsis to Sister Mercy issue one. So, uh, for listeners that haven't tuned in before, uh, Connor and I will then, I guess, just discuss a bit of a loose freestyle discussion on the issue, ranging from anything to do with writing, art, uh, themes that may be introduced, characterizations. Um, And uh, we usually, we sometimes do references to other runs, but this is an independent comic. And uh, what we'll, I don't know, Connor, should we, um, I don't know, I I feel a bit iffy, about. should we rate it? I mean, this is our fellow loony here.
0: Um, I think, I mean, I I probably wouldn't be prepared to rate it uh, with how I sort of stand on it in an interesting way. So, we'll see how we go, I think.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, first off, overall, Connor, Sister Mercy issue one, let me just pull up my uh, digital copy, and a big thanks to Corey for providing uh, some preview copies for us. Uh, Connor, what what are your thoughts um, for Sister Mercy?
0: Sister Mercy, I think to both its credit and its Whatever the opposite of credit is, not credit? (laughs) Discredit. I don't know. Yeah, Discredit, thank you. Um, This is a uh, comic fairly inserted within the niche of its genre. Very sort Mm -hmm. of 90s exploitation era gore grindhouse. And that's a a very beloved genre to those who are in it. But to those who aren't in it, it can be quite a lot. And certainly not to its taste. I definitely don't fit inside that genre. Mm -hmm. But I think... I think there was enough going on that I could appreciate it for what it was.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, again, a very well put, Connor. Um, a lot of it echoing my sentiments as well. Look, I, I enjoy this issue. It's not my. It is not my bag as well. Um, to me, and I'm very inexperienced in, in this kind of subgenre of comics. Um, it reminded me of um, not that I've, I've actually read any of them. The Zenoscope.
0: Is that... Um, have you... Yes, yeah, actually. You know... Not really, but not, yeah, mm, yeah,
1: So as you were mentioning, like, uh, that exploitation... Um, uh, I don't know. I didn't get a 90s vibe, but that, that kind of thing about um, sex and violence. And uh, this definitely has a Mad Max kind of uh, vibe to it. But um, yeah, I couldn't shake that idea of xenoscope um, of, of because I mean let's face it sister Mercy is, is scantily clad even on her best day i mean, in her costume yeah. <laughs> quite quite revealing um, and of course there's a, a little bit of titillation later on as well uh, and and some good you know some good violence thrown in for you know for good measure uh, again yeah not not my my usual go-to for comics, Um, but I don't know. I'm going to try and look at this and try and discuss it within the realm of where it fits in that topic, if that makes sense, exactly as you kind of said, Connor. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So um, I know the story, the writing, Connor, What, what did you think of the main plot here?
0: I think it works really well as a first issue, obviously, it kind of introduces you to the character, to the world, to kind of her ideals and her her situation, introduces the role of the church, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just a nice one-shot adventure that kind of sets up anything that's, that, that, that works well with comics. You know, obviously, whatever follows one is kind of where the story really kicks off, but it, it gives you just the main role of these characters, our villains our weaponry and kind of just a taste of things to come Mm.
1: yeah again i mean i would i would agree if you look at it i guess you know figuratively on paper nothing really nothing much happens i mean she literally steps out the front door with a bucket to get some water and she has to rush back inside and then there's a you know, a bit of a kerfuffle happening, <laughs> you, you know. There's not too much to go. But what you do say is, is again, very spot on, Connor. It, I reckon it definitely does introduce and sets up everything quite well, you know. This, this issue um, flew by for me, you know, and, and it's not for want of more dialogue or script. I mean, there's enough there, you know. Um, but this actually flew by. Um, so although nothing nothing too much happened. You actually do get a sense of the world that Sister Mercy inhabits. You already get um, uh, some of the main players. Uh, That's even... You either see them or they're actually mentioned, like, you know, the Black Pope. So you start to understand there's... You start to get a bit of a feeling about how things are constructed within this world. Um, And uh, there's... If anything... um, And again, this is just a setup issue. You very sparingly see Sister Mercy in action. Like, you know, it's only towards the end where you get that massive kind of confronting violence where she basically spears the guy through the back and, uh, like, decimates his face through the other side, you know? Um, But yeah, uh, so it gives you a good sense of of the characters and things to come. And. you know, although I think the plot is um, is slow in that sense, I mean, by issue two, um, I'm assuming that we see the Black Pope um, and I'm assuming that we'd learn more about what they're doing, um, but we still haven't learned too much about Sister Mercy. But there's a lot of things that um, are crammed in here, so um, I do applaud Corey for, for actually setting up things quite well and quite efficiently.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think kind of... It, it does set up, I think, what is the big thing of kind of a schizophrenic main character, which is kind of the the big Moon Knight connection mm, that yes. sets this off, which is great, you know, kind of throws in our wheelhouse which is nice. Yeah, um, well that's
1: another thing, isn't it, to to kind of speculate on that voice, because the idea is is it is it the almighty or is it her mental illness or something so, you know, these little hints that um, Corey has dropped um, start to get you thinking and get you a bit interested in, in Sister Mercy. I want to know why she's dressing like the way she does Connor, <laughs> you know um, <laughs> It's Mad Max, baby yeah, Mad Max, okay, because um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And also, there's a very Catholic centric um, <laughs> vibe to this. I don't know. Have the Catholics taken over the world? Is that? Is that why? <laughs> yeah. I
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is a good point of this first issue. I think it kind of depends on how you like your characters. But this is definitely, you know, from the synopsis as well. There's kind of a kind of about being, you know, the one light in the darkness. You know, Sister Mercy, kind of a good character in a world of terribleness where even the church seems to be, you know, screaming stuff like baptise them with lead. You know, this world has kind of gone to ash, but it'll be one character's chronicle into maybe setting it right. So, mm. it's quite an attachable story.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to see um, how it goes. Um, art-wise, Connor, um, what do you think of R- Ricardo Silva's art in this
0: yeah uh once again i'm always i've always sort of spoken about uh, i'm always a stronger fan of the uh stylization over the kind of the more realistic but i okay. think it's it strikes it strikes a nice balance between good anatomy which can sometimes hurt these more titillating comics um <laughs> i think i think the paneling is quite nice i think there's some great use of layouts uh, you know three eight six nine mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. there's it works really well. There's some great double-page spreads. It's, you know, once again, it's not it's not a style that I totally dig, but like a lot of this issue, which presented in a way that flows really well. I think of any of these issues, uh, of any of this thing of this podcast, I've always spoken about, mind you, of have a good panel layout, and I think this really, the grid formula especially, is just, is worked in really well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned about the layouts. Yeah, I, um... I don't know, I... Uh, actually, yeah, it's good. He does a lot of. Um, Silver does a, a bit of overlays as well, like where the characters jump out of the boxes, the panels, um, and overlaps onto other panels, which is um, which is pretty good. Uh, it's predominantly Sister Mercy that that happens. So I'm looking at page page twelve, then look at only a couple of pages later, page fourteen. Um, so that that works. Um, I felt the panels were, um, I don't know. Silver tended to use like a lot of smaller panels t- to break the whole page a lot. Um, I don't know. I-, I feel maybe there could be a little bit more creativity with the layouts. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that was just my feeling. They they seem to uh, be either quite symmetrical, which is nice. There's always nice something nice about symmetry. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. They they seem to the panels seem to float at times. Um, I don't understand kind of why or whether that was just you know just for wanting to, to have the panels float by. It didn't seem to add any more to it. Um, if anything, the very first page I thought, um, which is a, a technique a lot of artists use, you, you know, you basically do a whole page and you just break it up in the panels, um, three panels. I, th- I thought that was good because it kind of slowly draws your eye down um, but yeah uh, I thought maybe a bit more could be done with the paneling uh, and some pages had a, had too many panels potentially
0: yeah I could I can definitely get that mm. I think what I enjoy about it and what's once, uh, once again you know there's definitely nothing here like a kind of explosive sort of you know more kind of esoteric mm. or you know out of the norm or Sort of game changing sort of thing, but I think what I like about it and what I've always loved about the paneling structure is something you don't notice unless you kind of really pull back and is what that kind of paneling is used and why it's cut up is it's for your eye to follow down the page mm. uh, as well as some really, really well placed. Word bubbles. What? What? Um. I think especially sort of later in the issue is the combat sort of starts. You know, she's falling out the window, yep. and the spear is being thrown. Those kind of cut up panels, yep. kind of linked you diagonally down the page, and that's once again that's specific to me. But I I enjoy that that level of kineticism. Is that a word? Kind yeah. Of flow. Yeah, yeah. I guess. No.
1: Totally. Um. And there's that bit where um that the guy is trying to trying to address Sister Mercy, and again there's that. Actually, he does um, cascade that, those panels and zooms in on each panel. So there is a, definitely a sense of um, kinetic kind of movement in that. Um, no, no, I, I get you as well, Connor, as well. I, I don't know. I just um, I couldn't help but be quite conscious of the fact that they were all kind of, I wouldn't say regimented, but they were all um, proper Panels
0: uh, Yeah you know. Variety is the spice of life In the end mm. When it comes down to it Yeah
1: Yeah But uh, I, mean, I mean the art itself Was, was quite good I thought um, As you say The uh, Figure drawings um, Were quite good the, the You know The the characters moved Quite fluently uh, No
0: one's back was broken While showing off their tits That's nice <laughs> So what's that? <laughs>
1: that's
0: just a That's a That's a pretty common thing You find Yeah just anatomy broken and whatever the way to be the sexiest oh, Which yeah. isn't here, which is nice <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: it um, Yeah, so no, I mean, it was good You really get a, really a sense of the um, the world from, from the art Like the, the sandstorm coming in Actually, and that has to be down to uh, Catan's colours as well I think the colours were very well chosen A lot of blood red, you know, kind of dusk um, throughout Yeah um, also, the choice of behind the panels, the floating panels, Connor—it's—it's it's always black as well, um, which was, I guess, a, a conscious choice. Um, but also, yeah, the very much a Mad Max vibe here with um, a lot of a lot of good drawings of, of like vehicles um, and you know souped up vehicles with with metal spikes and you know extra exhausts and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I think it was um, pretty well drawn. Um, so I'm just looking at themes or characterizations. so we know look, the main takeaway here is um is mercy uh she's the, the title the t- titular character um her relationship with the mother I called her mother superior I don't even know if she's a mother superior or not um but uh, what do you think's happening here is she is she literally the mother or um of Sister Mercy do you think or were they part of the same convent? No, they definitely be of okay. the convent. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, okay, okay. I'm just wondering this does make you kind of think about you know, so you got the Black Pope and you got you got know, the bishops and all that. So they must have kind of split into factions uh, for some reason. I guess we'll we'll figure all that out later on. Yeah.
0: Other issues.
1: Um and the whole reason why they're after Sister Mercy as well, so these are the big questions, we don't know Um, why is she valuable, what has she done you know, so um, yeah Um, I don't know any other characters of note, I mean just the bishop Um, other than that everyone else is, oh yeah this thing as well um, when the tank misfires so if you look at page 15 um, and that character who ends up a grisly end. Um, the redheaded guy. Uh, the fire button just clicks by itself. Now, what's happening there? Is that something that we should take note of? Um,
0: I don't know. I think maybe they're just bad. Question mark.
1: Uh, I think there might be some sort of divine intervention or some sort of supernatural force at play here. Surely, maybe a holy spirit. I, I-, I don't know. Um, interesting to see. I'll, we'll have to. We'll have to ask. Um, Corey about that or or maybe we'll just have to read the uh, subsequent (laughs) issues but yeah so uh, again so a lot of questions raised and again I think that's what makes this thing kind of interesting as I said so kind of in summary although nothing much happens with the plot there are enough questions there for you to want to at least see what happens later on Um, would you check out this uh, issue 2 Connor for this or
0: um, maybe out of curiosity, like I said, I kind of, kind of spoke about it, I got ahead of myself and spoke about it before, in you know, a kind of, a life in a dying world where even the church is evil. Um, mm. once again, like I said, this really isn't a comic for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think if you definitely fit into this niche, this will definitely be a series to watch. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it's encouraging to hear as well, like Corey has told me, um, that there's a lot of support. For this comic
0: and, and so yeah I, I can honestly imagine, yeah, yeah yeah
1: so there, there definitely is um, like a, a fandom for this which is really cool and again Xenoscope, you know that sort of ilk um but but you're right, yeah. It's it's not it's not the usual comic that I would pick up. Um if anything I'm very excited for the fact that that is one of the loonies that has created this. Yeah, I mean so that
0: writing a comic is a dream for all yeah. of us at some point in our lives and someone's living the dream now.
1: Exactly. So um I, you know, I I'm, i will support this for the mere fact that, you know, one of our um avid listeners, Connor Um, has created this. So, yeah, well done, Corey. If we had not said that before, huge congratulations for actually achieving this. It's it's a big thing. So, um, yeah, well done. Um, Okay, well, I don't know, Connor. Is there a... Should we... What are your thoughts on on the rating? Or are you just happy to...
0: Yeah, I'd give this a big pizza pie out of 10. As the old saying goes, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie... That's a moray. Fantastic That always depends on whether you like pizza pie. If you like pizza pie, look up in the sky. That is a moray. If you don't like pizza pie, you look up in the sky. It's just a nice moon. That's fantastic,
1: Connor. That is just cunningly ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. Um, you put me on the spot now as well. Look, I think I think this was you know a, a solid first issue. Um, again, I'm trying to judge this through the... Through the spectacles of this sort of This genre, sub-genre of comic um, You know, set out what it wants to do Has set up characters well um, Kind of intrigues you a bit with some of the questions Has has thrown questions up there that you don't know of So um, I, would, I would call this a uh, I would give this a um, uh, A dark moon, Connor, there you go <laughs> Not as inventive as you, but I'd give it a a dark side of the moon. It's um, it's something uh, if you're into it. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. So Corey, um, well done. Um, and
0: yeah, and I think once again that schizophrenic angle. If that's something that interests you from Knight, yep. that is definitely here Absolutely. as a big part, which I think was the big inspiration, which is great. Yeah. I also, uh, trigger warning for uh, depictions of sexual yes. assault. There isn't actually any, but there was kind of. The beginning of summer is important to note For some viewers
1: Absolutely, absolutely So, um, yeah, please um, please be aware uh, But also, yeah, if you're um, Not into that But if you're into like, violence And, you know, that kind of genre of comic Then um, this might be right, your thing um, Anyway, this will be in the show notes um, Also, if you just want to talk to the man himself Who created it all uh, He is in our Facebook group So, um, Corey uh, Yeah, yeah um, Just, you know, Corey Hardiman, um, the writer of this, so if you are part of the group, just hit him up with a question or two and uh, he can lead you towards, um, yeah, towards subsequent issues and uh, answer any of your questions. All right, well, we're nearly done here, Connor. Um, Just a couple of small things. Now, going back to Contagion, um, there are a couple of comments that we got. Um, so I'll read the first one The first one's from Rebecca And this was from our Facebook Hi Hi, Rebecca. Hello Rebecca How are you? Um, and Rebecca writes in She hasn't heard the rant I spoke of giving a bit of a rant On the Iron Fist podcast Overall liked So I'm probably wildly off the mark Or I'd have liked a little more To explore the situation But I liked liked She says So thank you Rebecca um, Yeah it was a fun It was a funny um, series As we mentioned Um but yeah, it depends on how how you want to see your boy Moon Knight, um, or if you just want to enjoy a nice a nice rollicking adventure. Kinda, um, we have another one on our Facebook page.
0: Corey Hardiman himself, mm-hmm. Sister Mercy drops in for Contagion. Uh, this was definitely better than his damnation appearance. I didn't really mind it too much at all, but the last scene made me cringe a little bit. We got a cool Moon Knight cover out of the series, so that is a bonus. It was great to see him play in, uh, an integral role in the story, but I really want is Serpent War. Don't we all? That's, that's soon, isn't it? That's like... December 4th. Soon, soon. Yeah, December 4th. So... <sighs>
1: Um, less than a month away. Less than a month. We'll definitely be covering that. So don't you worry, loonies. And thank you, Corey, for that feedback. For sure. Absolutely. Looking for Serpent War, and rightly so. That cover is pretty damn good. Um, and, and I totally agree with you as well. The last, um, the last bits of that series kind of made me cringe, as well. Um, better than Damnation appearance. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Better, better. But only, only yeah, marginally. <laughs> For me, um, so thank you, Loonies. Thank you for those um, Twitter, Instagram, and no further comments there. So, Connor, that, that wraps up this issue, this episode in a nice
0: big bow. Um, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a good, yeah, it's been a good one. Thanks for, thanks for coming by, everyone. I hope we've dropped some news and reviews that you all didn't hate. So At <laughs> least we want. That's fantastic. Least
1: we could ask fantastic for. Fantastic of putting it. No, absolutely, Connor. Um, so, Looney's next phase is um, we're going to wait a bit. Um, so, the next ish episode will come out a little later. We're aiming for Tuesday, the 19th of November, because that's a full moon. So, around there, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, and that means it's our Avatars of Vengeance. And, Connor, we have talked about this before. It's the Ultimate Alliance review, Ultimate Alliance 3 review. Um, so, have you been playing it?
0: No, I haven't actually had the chance uh, oh. Christmas is approaching So I'll hopefully get some time then But that why that is why we have a special guest To cover do. what we don't
1: have there you go. Absolutely, I don't have it at all myself Um, So we need to get the experts in um, It'll be fun to just chat about it I'm going to throw some questions um, Connor as well If you have any questions to um, our special guest Looney, Joey Al- Agliato I most certainly will mm, It'll be really cool I- I've asked um our friend Ro- Rick Ball as well if you'd like to, because I know he, he's uh, got a vested interest in the gaming side of things. Oh, certainly. Mm. But I'm going to be asking Joey a lot about uh, Moon Knight. Basically, his playability and, and maybe a few of the other characters. So it should be a fun one, Loonies. If you're a, a, a gamer, then next episode is absolutely for for you. Um, right, well, that about wraps us up um, before we go, I'd just like to give a plug. This is a, a slight change, of to our outro because uh, keep on forgetting it. But um, before <laughs> we go, I'd just like to remind that we are part of The Collective, a band of uh, a few like-minded podcasters, um, and we wanted to create a network in the most traditional sense. So what we do is uh, we bounce ideas off each other. We cross over potentially. Um, it's, it's just a nice little um, melting pot for ideas of how we can improve Um, each of our shows, and how we can promote each of our shows as well. So the likes of um, EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, or the Thanos and Adam Warlock Podcast, who's one of our more recent members have joined, or the Uncanny Nerdverse, a fantastic podcast um, to do with mutants um, and and beyond. Um, So go check us out. There are heaps of shows on The Collective. Um, You know, we just love talking and chatting about you know, all things comic, um, and they range from character based like like our show, the Moon Moonlight Podcast, to more kind of pop culture based, like yeah, like your Uncanny Nerd Verse or your Signal of Dooms or your Collected Editions. So go check us out. Go check them out as well. Um, Connor, where can loonies find us if they want to get in contact with us?
0: Uh, we are on Libsyn and WordPress. Into the Night Podcast dot mm-hmm. um, that is also where you'll find a tab for the rest of The Collective, all the other fantastic yes. shows with us. but you also find our latest episodes, newsletters, um, any news we'll be posting there. Uh, as well, we also have a Libsyn where you can download our episodes. Our email is at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Direct questions, mm. inquiries, all that good jazz, chuck them in there. We have a Twitter at itkmoonnight. Uh, ITK yep. Mm-hmm, yep fantastic uh facebook.com slash itkmoonight as well uh, we'll drop updates there we're pretty active on there as well get that community going and our fantastic group the most yeah. important of them all facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonight we can meet fantastic people like Corey hardiman mm-hmm. and uh joey himself all those yeah. good members as well as our uh, facebook group chat the Looney bin Pop on in there. We'll be waiting there. We're on our podcast catches. We're on iTunes. If We'd love it if you'd drop us a five-star review or whatever you feel is necessary. We have a Discord, a YouTube. We're on Get Vocal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you be there next episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, they, they've been they've been experiencing. I would have loved to have been on Get Vocal, um, tonight for this one, Connor, but um, I've heard along the grapevine that there have been a few technical difficulties with that, so I didn't want to, um, um yeah, didn't okay. want to trouble our recording with um some glitches and gremlins again from Get Vocal. But we'll be on there. Um, where Loonies? Yeah, um, it's one of the, the newer platforms where we broadcast our podcast live, um, and uh, yeah, it's um. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, also, finally, just off the back of all that as well, Conor, if you do like our stuff as well, just please share it. Share it around. Um, If you know anyone that likes comics as well, who don't necessarily listen to podcasts, um, you know, just spread it word of mouth. Um, That's one of the the great ways, actually, of of getting out there as well. So um, highly appreciated, and thanks once again, everyone, for listening. Um, Well then, Connor, there's only one thing left to do before, as we sign off, and that is
0: to ask that Conchu watch over all the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Goodbye. (laughs) Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated.